Welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere with your host, Chris Parker. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere. Today, we have Hong Lim, who has a fascinating journey from somewhere that I love, Disney, into a business which probably touches every family you know in a way, if you, at least if you live, I think, in Western Europe and perhaps around the world. Um, so Hong, thank you so much for joining. Would you please, for the audience, I guess, <laughs> tell people who you are, uh, what do you do, and, and really, why do you do what you do? Thanks, Chris. Uh, thank you for inviting me on this podcast anyway. Um, yeah, so very brief introduction, as, as, as you already mentioned. Um, I started 2002 at, 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 at Disney, uh, coming from a fast mover consumer goods company, working with retailers all the time. And Disney had this, this vision of going into retail where the moms shop, that means household and grocery retail, where they normally weren't present. So when I started at Disney, we were thinking of, an, of a way to do that. And, and one of the ways was to do big branded campaigns, connect a big grocery retailer with, with the big Disney brand and uh, yeah, make an event out of it. And on the back of that event, Disney could get its business in. So I was doing that for, for years and years. Um, and without making this a too long introduction, I, I did a lot of things at Disney. It's a great company to work for. But at a certain point, I was there like 12 years. It was 2013. And it, yeah, we also met, the two of us. And, and, mm -hmm. and you see people who are doing more entrepreneurial stuff, not in, within a corporate, but on their own. And uh, then I thought, well, this whole business model of, 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 of loyalty campaigns for kids and families at grocery retail, which was by then a big thing in the Netherlands, is something that, that's still untapped in other parts of the world. So why don't I do that myself? So hmm. that, was, that was my first, yeah, small journey to, to start with. And so one of the reasons to do that is to, to see what you can actually do on your own or with your new team instead of, yeah, because you're CMO at Disney Benelux and you have a, a good name on your, uh, on your business card a good title. Um, so that was one of, one of the drivers, but the more intrinsic value is I, I saw actually, besides being a good win-win-win revenue model, uh, that these campaigns were actually bringing joy. And, and at Unga, Unga literally means to play. And we, we like to say we, we, we don't sell toys. I'll come to that later. At the end, it's, it's promotional campaigns with, with toys, but we, we create smiles on kids' faces. And that's... Mm. That's really what drives me. I, I think mm. myself, I'm, I'm still a big child, uh, mm -hmm. even at 51. But uh, I understand that. But that was one of the drivers, yeah. doing fun stuff with fun people and at the end, making kids happy. And it, it's like the Disney model. If you, if you create smiles on kids' faces, you have happy kids, then you mm. find happy moms and dads. Then they go shop more and you have your happy business-to-business -business customer and, and, and we all profit yeah. from it. Yeah, right front, front and center on your website, right when you open it, um, it says play to grow. That's our philosophy. So yeah. wh what are, where's the grow part come in? Because, you know, the, the play there is in the discovery. Yeah, the play is obvious, yeah. yeah. Well, if, 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 if you look at, at play and, and toys purely as simple, let's say, pieces of plastic that, uh, that you can put in your child's hands and then they are occupied for a while, um, first of all, I don't think that, that you really understand your child, but, but you also miss a big opportunity. Mm. Um, if, if kids play, and even I, I would 
also advise that to, to adults uh, as much as possible to, to get in touch with your inner child and play. Playing is learning hmm. uh, in many respects, many different forms of learning. And one of the most important part is that if you play uh, and you learn and you develop yourself, you grow, you also grow into, yeah, let's say a, a smart social human being. And, and, and that's at the end, hmm. some, some of the things that drives us at Unga. So behind this, yeah, commercial, uh, grocery retail driven, big marketing campaigns with free giveaway toys, which is the, 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 the simple essence of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we really approach it as marketing campaigns where we find a deeper layer, um, how kids can interact with these toys and actually learn and play, for example, mm-hmm. learn about where food comes from or um, learn about connectivity with, with, with other kids, um, yeah. uh, social learning. And, and if you do that on a scale backed up with a, with a big grocery retailer, yeah, you actually achieve something. So when it comes to play, play to grow, we first focus on the, the kids and, and, and growing the families. But it also is an analogy for, it's, it's called retail loyalty to, to grow the business of our B2B customers. Because at the oh, end, yeah. we also drive results. Yeah, it's also play to grow uh, with, with this gamification at the grocery retailer. They also grow their business. We, we, we can drive up. Revenues 10, 12, 13% during the weeks of these kind of campaigns. Yeah, I love it that there's so many different definitions of growth. Because, um, you know, some of the business coaching I do, and I have this simplicity scan in the, in the center column on that is about growth. And I oftentimes leave it purposely undefined on what growth is. Oftentimes people go straight to financial growth, but it could also be growth in playfulness and growth in, yeah. you know, in, in loyalty and growth. And, you know, there's all, it's really, it's, it's, you can define it in so different ways, so many different ways. And I also see that, that um, um, 70% of families across 35 countries have experienced yeah. your playful, growing... Playful yeah. yeah. That's incredible. It is. And, and that, that's, we have to update our, our, our website all the time because we're already at 40 countries. So, we, yeah. um, so if you open up a new country with, with one of the concepts... Um, so two main, our two main concepts are the ones that are done most internationally are our little shop where kids literally collect miniature versions of fast mover brands. So they mm. get them for free. They want to collect them all. They trade them. Um, it's it's the, the brands that participate, like the Coca-Colas and Unilevers and Procter & Gamble's of this world, they're heavily uh, involved and, mm-hmm. and, and happy with these kind of campaigns. Um, so... When kids collect these toys and they also learn how to literally they become a, a supermarket manager mm. so they also learn how to work with money and and, and they literally mm. play shop little shop so that's one of these concepts the second is little garden which is purely sustainable it's it's it, it's uh, seeds uh, with seed pots that kids mm. can collect and trade and then they grow their own gardens with help of mother and, and then uh, tips and tricks how to do that uh, make recipes out of it. so these are just two examples, but they have a, a, a deeper layer of, of, of play, which is our essence of, of play to grow. But they're also universal. That's one of the learnings I take from Disney. Like you, you take a universal uh, um, marketing idea, something that's relevant for families and kids all over the world, and you, and, and you literally customize them towards the country. So with, with Little Shop and Little Garden, our, our two main concepts, we found out that every country, it works. 
So mm -hmm. that's how they travel quickly. Uh, so to answer your question, yeah, these ones are done in, in, in more than 20 countries. Uh, meanwhile, that's how we were growing the last seven years. And now we are in, in total, we're active in 40 countries and still opening uh, new countries. And, mm -hmm. uh, and because we work with these big marketing driven uh, a grocery retailers, so that's normally the, let's say the Tesco's and the Woolworths and the Albert Heinz of this world, yeah, their impact uh, with, with, with our advices and best practices, their, their impact on the, on the local country can be huge. Um, one of the, 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 the KPIs of this business model is that you, you attract customers from other retailers because the kids see these campaigns, they see it on the schoolyards and they want to join. So they literally ask yeah. their moms and dads, can we shop there? No, so it's, it's, if you do it right, yeah. you do reach 60-70% uh, activation of families in the country. That's it's so incredibly powerful and joyful because the the little shop here in the Netherlands and also the the seed pots you know I've experienced that with my boys and and not only is it our own family but it's our extended family because you know if they're missing the little ketchup bottle or something yeah. actually you know Oma and Opa are then deployed to go out to you know to to also you know collect these little bags and 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 I, and there is a, a a a playful learning because you know, when they set it all up in the, little, in the box that comes with it and, you know, and, and start comparing and contrasting and you start having conversations about um, maybe what's in the product and also, um, you know, planting the, the little yeah, um, the pots, you know, because in the playroom downstairs, you know, we, we, we lined them all up and, you know, made this little sort of greenhouse out of it. And it was, uh, no, it was absolutely delightful. And, and it sounds like part of this, and, this, and the word that I, that I really attribute to you, Hong, if Hong in, in, in uh, one word is connector, um, that, that, and it sounds like what you've been able to do is connect very big brands, you know, to these little toys and then connect those to the, 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 the retail outlets, which then yeah. are connected to the children and the family. And it's just this network yeah. of win, 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 win. How did you, come up with that like like is that with that did you just wake up one morning and go oh i'm going to connect the world and no, get no, unilever you no, know connected to the families think, no and that, that's going a bit back yeah. to, to the introduction but yeah. and, and, and then all i have to explain it in all modesty because i got a lot of credit and i think rightfully for for this business model that, that that's now it's conquering the world and for example disney as a company is also rolling it out in more and more countries but mm -hmm. it, it started literally and this, this is the honest truth in 2002, I said I was, uh, Disney hired me because they want to start the, the growing DVD business and, uh, and license toys and get that into shops where, the, where literally where the moms shop. Mm -hmm. Moms and dads, but mainly moms. So that's grocery retail. And if you're in a country like, uh, I was also responsible for Belgium or, or France or Germany, you have big hypermarkets. If you have a new product coming out, like a DVD, you just literally buy your space. And if it sells to consumer and the retailer makes margin, you're in and something else yeah. is out. Well, you've been in the Netherlands long, long enough now to know that we have a lot of supermarkets, but they're very small. We don't have hypermarkets. So you don't go to Albert Heijn or any other of the other big supermarkets saying, hey, this is DVD. It will, uh, trust me, it, it will become big. Uh, give me some space, uh, throw uh, cereals out. It doesn't work that way. So mm -hmm. um, my, my first goal that was hired for at Disney didn't work in fine in Belgium and, and, and in other countries, but not in Netherlands. So out of need, I went to the CMO of Albert Heijn. I knew him. He's an ex-Procter & Gamble guy and said, hey, why don't we connect these two huge brands, Albert Heijn, 
the one yeah, at that time the number one brand in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. number one supermarket, and and Disney, the number one entertainment brand. And we built a big campaign. And on the back of that campaign, I would would like to get my licensed merchandise and my DVDs in. Is that okay? Yeah, great idea. Let's let, mm. let's do it. So how do we do that? Yeah, okay. Um, let's let's give away toys like it used to be doing, like Disney toys. Collect them all. Looking at Happy Meal of McDonald's, and uh, and he said, yeah, good idea, but we're not going to pay it. You're not going to pay it. So who is? Yeah, Procter and Gamble because. <laughs> Yeah, um, that great. was his ex-colleagues, and, and that's yeah. the honest truth. So you you buy Procter and Gamble products at Albert Heijn. You would collect the Disney toys. Everybody happy, and and I would get my my merchandise and DVDs in. So ticks all boxes. I, I and mm. Disney is a very decentralized organization. You you can invent a lot, and if it delivers money or brand equity, you can you can do it. But the brand guidelines they are holy. So you have to call the US in Burbank and say, hey, this is my idea. I want to give away Disney uh, Lion King those years. Lion King toys with Procter and Gamble products, and uh, but but trust me, it's 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 free. We don't make a lot of it, but we make a lot because we get two months mm -hmm. in store in the number one retailer. And then um, he said, "Yeah, great idea. Let let let's do that." But only one thing, for example, you cannot buy Pampers and get a Disney toy because we have a worldwide exclusivity with Kimberly Clark Huggies. So from the list of <laughs> Procter and Gamble, mm -hmm. products, throw out like half of it, and then I had to go back to the table with. The CMO of Procter and Gamble in the one of all time saying, "We all love the idea, but Disney and Burbank says not all brands can be connected to Disney." Mm. And then, out of need, we invented the market, what now is called market basket promotion. You all grocery shopping at the retailer are rewarded with a toy. You spend 15 US dollar or 15 mm -hmm. euro, and you get your toy. Uh, you collect them all for four, six, or eight weeks. Um, Procter and Gamble was in all honesty, the brave one in this, because they said, okay, we'll do it. We will pay the 40 million <laughs> toys. That's also a lot of money for Procter & Gamble Netherlands. Mm. Uh, we just want tag-ons on your TV commercials, the bad spots in stores, the best spots in folders. Um, but at the end, you're also rewarding, uh, let's say, Unilever or uh, Sarah, Sarah Lee sales. Mm -hmm. Nestle. Um, so then we did that campaign. So everybody was, was, was happy. And, mm. and what happened is, there were lines, it was a week long on the national news in the Netherlands. There were lines of kids piling in front of the supermarkets to collect these toys. Yeah. The rest is history. So Procter was happy. They calculated everything and, and yeah. they made their, uh, their, uh, their business back. Um, so one year later, after the success, so the whole Netherlands, Nielsen or GFK index grew 5%, which in food is huge. Um, yeah. All behind with their share, because of their share, they grew more than 15%. Uh, Procter, their, their brands that were yeah, heavily marketed. They were doing thirty yeah. percent plus. So, Albert Hein just said one thing after that. That's uh, we 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 cut our Procter and Gamble, and this will be our, our standard. And that's how it all happened. So in a way, it was it was connecting the dots, but it was also a bit of luck. And then this became the standard grocery promotion model in the Netherlands. And then it, uh, within within Disney, we started uh, translated to other countries like Germany and France, etc. Well, I, I know, you know, as a sample size of one here, um, it, it, you know, ha having a, a, a 10 and an 11 and a half year old at home, the, the, the power of this is incredible because we have multiple grocery stores that we can choose from, uh, a Vomar and a couple Albert Heinz. And depending on what the toy campaign is at that time, um, will drive us at least it'll drive me. I think my, my wife is less susceptible to this, but, you know, if I can help the boys collect 
toys, then I will, I, I will drive the extra distance for that. And then um, and, and when they've actually need, missed things, we've actually driven further, you know, because so, sometimes now the Albert Hines put um, boxes out that you can do trading as well. Yep. So there's a whole, you know, piles of kids. Oh, we have and, huge trading events. And yeah, it's, like, it's uh, yeah. Um, so it can be massive. But, but on, on the other hand, you also have to be careful. You don't want to, like I think McDonald's is still a bit doing, fully rely on pester power, like just give away toys, mm. toys maybe with license on it. Uh, also, very often plastic, which we try to avoid with, with, with yeah. Inga. So we use recycled plastic or bioplastics or, or other uh, sustainable options. So just giving away toys for pester power in also an unsustainable way, I don't think that's, that's the way forward. That's a bit yeah, that's, market developed and what competitors are doing. So now the next stage is there. You have to bring in, that's the, where the play to grow comes in. You have to, to bring in some more purpose in your campaigns. Mm. And you have to also convince moms and dads that mm -hmm. it's fine that the kids collect uh, little seedling pots and learn how cauliflower grows, for example, mm -hmm. <laughs> or uh, paprika. Um, so I'm just curious what, um, and again, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Disney fan. I've spent way too much money on Disney pins in my, in my life. I had to go through a recovery process of that to stop buying pins so much whenever I went to a Disney park. Um, what, what is the most outrageous sort of um, fan activity like collectors or trading that you've seen with your products i have seen a lot but i, I just tell you an, uh, an anecdote from when we run little shop for the first time in now our biggest or best country uh, australia uh, so we ran little shop the small collectible uh, grocery products and um, we had a, a famous collector katie perry so katie perry was on uh, on mm. uh, uh, the voice and she was showing her collector. We always make these collector cases so that kids mm -hmm. can see which one they're missing uh, to collect all 40 or 50 of them. So we saw, she was showing her collector and saying like, uh, okay, who can help me because I'm, <laughs> I'm missing a few and I'm not traveling a lot. Oh, wow. uh, so that, that, that gave a little, it was not paid. It was pure free. Uh, she, she did it purely by herself. And it, and it drove a bit of the madness in Australia. And then uh, one of these, these yeah, Kiddles, they now call them as new world, right? new mm. world. Uh, so uh, an adult guy who was collecting in Australia and he was actually traveling in Europe, but he did, never planned to go to Amsterdam or the Netherlands, but he, he took an extra plane because he saw uh, Unga on the back of the little flow pack with the toys. And um, so he flew to Amsterdam and came by in our office. So he literally looked like a big Australian guy, like you mm. make a big crocodile Dundee tea type. And he, he rang our door and uh, just went in our office saying, yeah, you created this craze in Australia and, and, and no way that I can get all the, the little toys. So can you please help me? And I'm, I'm missing these ones. Uh, so people actually fly to other parts of the world to collect them. Um, wow. You, know, you, can yeah. crazy. you can still find them. If you, if you Google this kind of thing, like uh, Cole's uh, little shop, you, you just find them on eBay uh, sometimes for like 40 US dollar for the one little thing. They were trading full mm. collectors. At a certain point, they went for 3000 US dollar. Wow. Well, even from my youth, um, I have here in the Netherlands a box full of like, um, well, little things that I've collected. Uh, well, one was from Taco Bell. They had these little plush yeah. puppets, these little chihuahuas that were that were tied into their their um, commercial, and you squeezed it, and it says like "Yo quiero Taco Bell." You know, these funny little. I still have these with me. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sell those. Throw them away. Yeah. So, Hong, if, if, um, 
um, throw them away, never, never. Um, it, it's very purpose oriented what you're doing. I'm, I'm curious if there is uh, retailers that you wouldn't work with, you know, maybe that are, that are pestering, but, you know, based on that definition or, or they're not catering to the kid adults or is, is how do you decide who you, you know, who you would work with or who you would not work with? Like, I, I imagine that that happens sometimes, I suppose. No, it, 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 it does happen. Um, I mean, first of all, we still have a company to run and uh, we wouldn't immediately say no, that would be too harsh to a customer saying we don't want to work with you. That, that did actually happen when I was still in my CMO role at Disney, that they um, said, like, we, won't, we, we don't want to work with hard discount retailers. But then in reality, the Disney global guideline would be don't work with hard discount grocery retailers fully marketed, like in joint marketing. But at oh, yeah. the end, they still want their business. So, yeah. um, no, but to come to your point, if you want to run these campaigns right, certainly in a, in a big operation like a grocery retailer, you have to touch a lot of, of buttons. So uh, your operation, your cashiers, everybody has to be trained to deliver these programs. Your uh, below, through, and above the line marketing has to be right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you, th th there is just a, a way why it's more logical to work for these kind of campaigns with a very marketing-driven grocery retailer and not with the more operational uh, hard discount retailer so we wouldn't immediately know but we have a lot of we, we don't want to talk to 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 buyers so sometimes if marketing teams from grocery retailers don't understand what we're actually doing they say oh nice you, you sell premium toys well we have a buyer for non-food to talk to him or her that doesn't work so hmm. whatever the customer is we have to have this talk with a cmo or at least a group of marketing directors um, to, to explain what this does and obviously we start because a lot of countries still haven't run these kind of programs so obviously we start with ROI. Like uh, if, if you do good marketing investment, uh, let's say in an above the line theme campaign, you're happy when you do 10% ROI. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. And, and, and then still, even with the TBWAs and, and other ones saying that they can measure it, it's still hard to measure actually. Yeah. Um, this one is, 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 is measurable. It does a lot for your brand equity, but it also drives your sales. They call it retail loyalty, but it's in between. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah promotions and, and, and longer term brand equity and loyalty. So we have to explain the ROI. If you work with us, a campaign like Little Shop with a lot of brand involvement from fast movers, from your customers, you can do 300% ROI. Hmm. You invest five to $10 million with us, but you, in, in, in pure heart, net below the line, you make, you make 30 or 40. Um, so we, we, we do start, that's not very purposeful. We, we do start just explaining how the model works. Mm -hmm. uh, that normally they all get. Then the second stage comes, but if you have to do this right, it's a lot of work and you have to really market it. You have to build the hype. Yeah. You want to get trading on a, on a schoolyard. That's not easy. We're not a premium company with a catalog and you can buy pens with a logo on it. That's not this. This is mm. purposeful marketing. It's, it's, it's activating kids and families. Um, they are a lot jump off. They either think it's, it's difficult, it's too far from, from their core business, um, so yeah, then, then, then we also drop off. Then, then it will never work. Mm. So we are not say on, on, at the beginning we wouldn't work with you because you cannot do it. But, but along the way, and it takes time, we, we normally need a year before we get to the signature. Well, it, sound, it sounds like so many things like this, um, it really depends on the mindset of that CMO, on whether, whether they get it. 
or not. Where did you get it? Yeah. And so whether if you, because you, yeah. you've been in the Netherlands here, it's, it's normal now since when I started it in 2002, but if you've never seen it, yeah, you, you, you have to explain a bit how it works. So we all often also start just with video showing lines of kits in the supermarket. They don't yeah. believe us. Or they would say, yeah, in the Netherlands, they collect everything. No, no, we rent it now in 20 countries. Yeah. Um, so is it um, defensively? So CMO, for CMO with yeah. some uh, cojones. That's the biggest. <laughs> the yeah, biggest. yeah, exactly. But I guess defensively for you um, and Unga, because um, it's not hard maybe to, to simply make the, the little items, but it sounds to me like your whole method of activating you know, the capabilities of the retailer and connecting to the others. That there, there's a lot more to this than just producing a little, little, little gadget. If you just try and call a factory in China and produce these toys, it, it won't work. You have to take much more boxes. It, it is, it's a bit of a cliche, this 360 degree marketing, but this is 360 degree marketing mm -hmm. um, and you have to get it right. Um, and even in, the, even in the part where it's just supply chain, like, producing in time in big boats and yeah. getting the right designs and the right product with limited prices. Also, that's not that easy as it, as it seems because you have to, if you do it right, we, you customize and tailor every campaign for every country. Um, and I, trust me, to get 100 million, million seed pots from Europe into Australia or New Zealand, that's, uh, with customs and clearances, etc. That's, uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's yes, the Australians are not, are not happy about seeds and other living things coming into their, into their no, country. So, so both in the, in, the, in, in the designing and production yeah. and supply chain, you have to be immaculate because you have just a few months mm. um, to deliver it all. And it's, and it's, it's normally 40, 50, 100 million pieces. That, that's yeah. also in China. That's a lot. Yeah. And on the other hand, we said you have to take all the boxes in, in, in marketing. And, and that's why we share a lot of best practices. We don't, we don't decide for the retailer. We just mm. show how it can be done. And then mm. often we get in touch with their lead agencies yeah. or to execute. How, how, I'm just, and this is just a thought, uh, uh, you know, uh, dawning on me because we are literally in the Corona crisis, the COVID crisis right now, um, with a huge shift to online purchases. And it's, and it's less likely that the, the same volumes of people would go to, you know, grocery stores. What's your strategy to, pivot into the online space or, or, or are you just yeah, waiting for it to go back to normal? Uh, the, the, the two answers to that, and that, that was already happened before uh, Corona. Obviously, there was a big trend to going into uh, e-commerce, also for grocery retail. Um, so first of all, we, we, we worked with normal brick and mortar grocery retailers and then also expanded the campaigns towards their e-commerce sales. And we were a bit like, okay, can you drive the same hypes? But actually... You can. We didn't see a big mm. difference. Just people who order yeah. online, they still get their toys rewarded. Yeah. The kids still go and uh, exchange them on the schoolyards, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So that hurdle was, 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 was taken. The second one is what happens if you're purely brick and more uh, e-commerce retailer, no brick and mortar anymore, like Ocado or in Holland Picnic. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the ones that we're now talking to. And, and for us, is a big new growth area because loyalty for purely e-commerce uh, grocery retail is uh, is different. They already know their customers, so yeah. um, you cannot do a one size fits all kind of massive three hundred and sixty campaign. No, you have to tailor it a bit more. So that's that's why where we are working on now, and it um, it, it yeah, it, it looks like we we have some good answers, which unfortunately I cannot say too much about yet. 
Uh, but using yeah. the same kind of business yeah. model and dot connecting for the e-commerce space, yeah. And last but not least, yeah. the still digital part that we are heavily also now investing in is still normal brick and uh, mortar retail, but uh, digital incentives. So still for families and kids, but collect your digital incentives or um, let's say discounts for tickets, etc. So um, experiences for for families, which is also very close to our our own unga dna and that's uh, that's our next yeah point. no cool makes a lot of sense and um i'm, I'm just curious about yourself because you've been doing this since i think 2013 so seven years growing like crazy um how, how do you as an entrepreneur keep yourself going and <laughs> fit and you know mentally healthy with with all of this uh you know just rapid expansion going on around you what yeah I, how do you take I, care I, of yourself I, I get energy from that from that expansion, mm. not not grow for growth for growth, but growing the team and the people. And uh, yeah, I started with 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 ten very young people from mainly the Netherlands, and now we are 80, 20 nationalities, mainly in Amsterdam, but also some in China mm. and, and in South Africa and Australia and New Zealand. Um, but we all share a certain DNA. And when I said in the beginning, I. I when I left Disney, I wanted to do that. That's still one of my driving mottos. I want to do fun stuff with fun people. It's mm-hmm. also how you and me met. Yeah, that was one of our binding, you know, you know, yeah, philosophies that, there. Me, that's still the case. So we yeah. we get. I'm very proud that while we were growing, we actually from the seventy people that we have now, only only through all the seven years, only two people left because they wanted to go do another job. The others all stay. Mm. You see, Incredible. sometimes you let go of somebody because they don't. Yeah, you just don't. Uh, um, don't 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 get to each other what what you expect from people but that also happened but but really people leaving on their for their own motivation that, that didn't happen and um, that that drives me as well so you grow your team you grow your company that's also a play to grow but then more for for us yeah. uh, in, in a playful way so that's why it's it's a pity that i'm doing this podcast from home mm. um, and and not from the office but you can see the the, the vibe literally normally if the, the 20 nationalities are walking around mm. there it's just a lot of fun. It's a great ride. And I also like to, to travel. So that also mm-hmm. helps me. Obviously, you have to, these are grocery retailers. They don't uh, fly to you. you. You fly to them. Um, and I like that. I get energy from, from seeing these little cultural differences and yeah. trying to explain to somebody in uh, South Africa that actually this campaign from the Netherlands might work there with some little twitches. Um, so those are, are two important things. Outstanding. Hong, thank you so much. We need to wrap up. Um, these things always fly by. This has been just delightful. And it's Hong Lim, L-I-E-M, on LinkedIn. And Unga, is avail- you can find it at the website, which is un.ga. That is the actual website, um, Unga. Um, so I will include those links in the show notes um, attached to the podcast. And, and Hong, this has been absolutely delightful. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Hope to see you soon uh, in our office. Let's drink a beer there. We have a good bar. Let's do that. Learn more at ebillion.com slash podcast.